Scripture today is from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, and 16 and 18. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea in the west, shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I shall be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of, officers of the people, Pass through the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for in three days you are to cross over the Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God gives you to possess. They answered Joshua, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your orders and disobeys your words, whatever you command shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. This is God's word for God's people. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, Lord, we thank you for the ways that you've been speaking to us already during this worship service, through the songs, through the messages. And God, now as your word has been read and as it is proclaimed, we ask that you would continue to speak your words of life into our hearts. Use my words or speak in spite of my words. But Lord, we await a word from you today. And may the words of my mouth and may the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So do you remember the time um, back before we had uh, GPS maps, uh, ma Google Maps or Waze, those instant kind of maps where, where you can just find where you're going? Where, do you remember the days when you actually had to study a map in order to figure out how to get from one place to the other. 
When I first moved to the Houston area uh, from College Station to take my first church over in Texas City, my best friend gave me, and I will see if you remember these, a big old key map <laughs> to the greater Houston area uh, where you had to keep flipping pages so that you could keep following where you were supposed to go. But it was really, really helpful. Um, now I want you to imagine a time even before areas were mapped out. What about those days when there weren't maps? I'm thinking of back in the days of the Lewis and Clark expedition. They were given instructions by the president to, to find the way by water, which they were sure existed, from the Mississippi River over to the Pacific Ocean. That he and his expedition were to find that waterway and then map it out so that we could then do trade all the way across the nation. Well, the funny thing is, instead of a waterway, what they found in their way were the Rocky Mountains. And so um, they realized that the way that they had been told to go, the way that they were prepared to go, the way that they were ready to go, it didn't even exist. Um, there is a leadership book that came out in the last year, and it's called Canoeing in the Mountains that is based on, uh, on exactly that expedition and on trying to lead in a time when, when you don't have the map in front of you or that the map in front of you is just wrong. Um, this is an interesting time to be in leadership in the church, and so I have looked at some of those books. Another one that I love is one by Susan Beaumont that says, Leading When You Don't Know Where You're Going. <laughs> I really like that one as well because I think it describes our time. And in that book, Susan Beaumont uses the term liminal time. Liminal time, it's, it's that, that time period that, that what you knew in the past you know what? It's gone. It doesn't exist. It won't work moving forward. And what awaits you in the future is not only unknown, but really unknowable. And so liminal time is that, is that time that is, that is full of possibilities, but also full of anxiety when you're between what you knew well and what is unknown and unknowable. Joshua and the people of Israel, as they camped there by the Jordan River, they were in one such liminal time. You see, they had been to this particular bank by the Jordan River before. It had been 40 years before. You may remember that story. They sent 12 spies into the land to check it out, to see if it was really as great as what they had imagined and what God had promised. And, and the spies came back and said, you bet it's a great land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, except that compared to the people who live there, we're like grasshoppers. They're like giants. There is no way we can take the land. And that's what 10 of those 12 spies had said. Only Joshua and Caleb came back with a minority report that said, no, 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 if God says we can take it, we can take it. But the people followed the, the, the majority report of the 10, and they were afraid to enter. And so God gave them a 40-year timeout. <laughs> Go then, he says. Go back out into the wilderness. Wander around until everybody of this generation dies out. You're not going to get to see that land. Only Joshua and Caleb were left from that generation. 
And now here they were, back at the Jordan River again. Moses has just died and he has passed the mantle of leadership over to Joshua. Now Moses, now he's this bigger than life character, right? He was called by God to take the people from slavery in Egypt to bring them to the promised land. It was Moses uh, through whom God worked for the 10 plagues in Egypt and they let them out and and God opened the Red Sea and let them walk through. Um, It was Moses to whom God spoke face to face and gave all of the books of the law, including the 10 commandments. It was Moses who led them even as God was with them in the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Moses had led them to this spot. But his job was done. And now it was Joshua's turn. And Joshua's job was now to take this huge group of people across the Jordan and settle them into the land which God had promised. And it was an unknown land. It was an unknown territory. It was unchartered. They had no map. What they had was the Jordan River, who at that time of the year, it's in flood stage, and that's what's in front of them. And the wilderness is behind them. And they know waiting, after they send a couple of spies over, what's waiting for them on the other side of the Jordan is a highly fortified, walled city of Jericho. It would be so easy for them to give in to their fear again. And so it shouldn't be any surprise that just in those few verses, uh, our opening verses of the book of Joshua, that God repeats three times, be strong and courageous. In the book before this, in the closing chapters of Deuteronomy, when Moses is passing over the mantle of leadership to Joshua, Moses also tells Joshua, be strong and courageous. And the closing verses that Leanne read of this first chapter, also then the people told him, be strong and courageous. You know, I I planned this sermon series. The, The sermon series is called Calm and Courageous No Matter What. And it's a look at, at four different characters from the Old Testament that, that persevered in a time that would be incredibly stressful. And I planned this to coincide after Easter in those weeks leading up to General Conference. Because the unknown territory in my mind was, what might the United Methodist Church look like coming out of General Conference You know, those thoughts seem so long ago right now. That's now pushed over into the next year. But our territory shifted with COVID-19. And this is still a good series as we face what is an uncertain future right here, right now. You see, we have never lived through a full-fledged pandemic. (laughs) We have never seen U.S. hospitals struggling the way that we see them on the news today. 
We have never seen the time when daily, no, more than daily, it feels like constantly through the day, we get the reports of infections and deaths and recoveries. We've never seen school out for two and a half months at the end of the year. We've never seen our country closed for business. And if we haven't ever experienced those, we have certainly never experienced what comes next. (laughs) What will the next months bring? What will our new normal look like? We stand like Joshua and the Israelites did in a new place, compelled to move forward, but unsure what that even looks like. Some have died. Some have lost loved ones to death. Some don't know what their job will look like, if they'll have a job, when it comes back, what that would be like. There are so many things that have changed in so many families. But then I I sort of turn it around and think, what are some of the lessons that we have learned during these six weeks or so that we really want to take with us into whatever our future may be. I have to tell you, one of the things that I really want to bring into the next step, whatever that looks like, is Zoom. Let me just tell you, (laughs) I love having Zoom meetings. My experience so far with our administrative groups that meet by Zoom, we've had great attendance. Of course, you know, where else are people going to be except in their house waiting to get on a Zoom meeting? But we've had great attendance. We've been able to go through agendas. You know, I love to check things off a list, and we have been so efficient uh, with the use of our time. We even interviewed uh, people that are seeking to be ordained in the ministry last week um, with the Board of Ordained Ministry, and we did it all by Zoom. I want to bring something of that technology into whatever our future is as we move forward. I hope we don't also lose this checking on each other. I have been so impressed with the number of phone calls that I have heard about of folks just calling and checking on each other. I don't want to lose that in whatever future may hold for us. Maybe in your family you found that you are engaging with your family in a new way. Maybe you've pulled out and dusted off those board games. Maybe you've played charades. Maybe you've done uh, exercise, dusted off those bikes and have gone riding, and you're interacting with your family in a new way. My guess is you want to hold on to some piece of that, even as we move into whatever our future is. Many of us have gotten more exercise. I don't know about you, but I know my dog is really, really happy that I'm having to be at home because he gets a lot more walks than he used to. Many of us have also tightened our financial belt out of either necessity or because of worry about what may come next or just because you can't go places and spend money. We have learned that we can live without certain things that maybe we used to think were necessary. You know, friends, I hope that we don't lose some of that that we take those lessons into whatever the future is. And then certainly our spiritual formation has been really different 
as we've worked in small groups in different ways, as, as we've learned maybe new habits of prayer or scripture reading, um, I hope that we will take some of that into whatever our future is as well. You see, in some ways, it is exhilarating to stand on this side of the Jordan wondering what's ahead. And at the same time, it is terrifying to stand on this side of the Jordan wondering what's ahead. And so how can look at, looking at Joshua help us as we move forward, as he had to do, into an uncertain future? Okay, so, well, first of all, recognizing that the old life is gone. The old life, it's just gone. For Joshua and the Israelites, the days of slavery, the days of wandering in the wilderness, of having their community formed in those ways, and with Moses as their leader, those days are gone. They will not be returning. We have also seen seismic shifts in our lives in the last six weeks. I think there are parts of our old way of life, friends, that are just gone. They're gone. So the old life is gone. A second would be that it's God who leads us forward. And it's always forward. That's always the direction that God leads us. Never backwards, always forward. Um, The issue is when we're following God, and I've told people this a number of times as they've been trying to discern what is God's will in their life, is that God often leads us forward with a little bitty pin light when we wish he would use a humongous spotlight. But more often than not, God uses just a small pin light so that all that we can see is the next right step. That's all that we're allowed to see as God leads us forward. And for, for Joshua and the Israelites, that, that pin light would say, okay, we're going to cross the Jordan. Then the next right step would be, we're going to take Jericho. And then the next right step would be keep moving into this land. And so God leads us forward. Third, God promises to be with us. We're not on the journey alone. It is God that is the source of our strength and our courage. God said, I will not fail or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. God promises to stay with them. God promises to be with us. Fourth, we are in this together. We are in this together. We've sheltered in place. Some folks have sheltered not because we're necessarily uh, individually fearful of what might happen to our own health if we were to contract COVID-19, but because we're responsible members of a community and we don't want to be the vehicle for that virus to jump from us to someone else who may be really vulnerable to it. We are protecting our community We've developed in this being in it all together a new appreciation for nurses, for um, hospital custodians, for grocery store personnel, for restaurant uh, folks that work there, for truck drivers. 
Those that in the past, we might have barely given a thought to them as they are going about their work, and we recognize now how totally necessary they are to our own well-being. Israel was called to cross over the Jordan together. They would need the strength of all the community in order to settle the land that was before them. We're in this together. And then fifth, we are called to be strong and courageous and to do the next right thing and to keep our eyes focused in the correct direction. It must have been overwhelming for Joshua to think of conquering this whole land and then of dividing up all of Israel, of of managing, of leading hundreds of thousands of people in this community into making a new nation. He had to concentrate on just that next thing, cross the Jordan, then take Jericho. We too have a really limited view of what maybe even the next 18 months or so in front of us is going to look like. Will COVID slack off and then only to return again? We don't know, and it can be overwhelming. But what we can look at is what we need to do today with the knowledge we have today. And then tomorrow, we do the same thing even while trying to learn the lessons of the moment. In chapter 3 of the book of Joshua, if you want to continue reading through there, you have the actual crossing of the Jordan River. And the way that they did that is they took the Ark of the Covenant that had been in the tabernacle that Leanne talked about. So it's the law and, and some important things that are important to the community. And they brought that around in front of the people, and they took it to the edge of the Jordan And here's what the people were told. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place. Follow it so that you may know the way you should go. For, and this is key, and I want you to hear me, church, you have not passed this way before. And it wasn't until the feet of the priest stepped into the edge of that flooded Jordan River that God caused the waters to open up and allow the people to cross. Don't focus on the obstacles. Focus instead on God's direction. The writer of the New Testament book of Hebrews, after he recounted all these Old Testament leaders, including Joshua and Moses, uh, calling them our cloud of witnesses in chapter 12, he wrote, Um, We are encouraged to keep our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, as we walk the journey of faith, to let Jesus be our guide and our direction, not everything else that can weigh us down, because it matters where you focus. If you want to be calm and courageous, no matter what. There was another liminal moment that I want to reach up, as, reach, uh, lift up as we, as we think about this weeks following Easter. Those disciples, immediately after Easter, their world had changed with the resurrection of Jesus. 
The disciples, the apostles, they had to figure it out as they went along. The past was gone. There was no returning to that, and they didn't know what the future would hold. But they could follow God, be sensitive to the whisperings of the Holy Spirit, and trust in Jesus' words, I will be with you always, even to the end of time. Friends, we will get through this experience together. We will be changed. Things will never be quite like they were before. God leads us forward, always forward. God promises to be with us always, even to the end of time, and God keeps God's promises We are in this together. Even while we're apart, our future depends on each other. And we too are called to be strong and courageous, to do the next right thing, to be focused on Jesus and what is ahead, even if all we can see is the little pin light ahead. Like Joshua, like the disciples after the first Easter, Hear the words of God. Be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. And the words of Jesus that I will be with you always, even to the end of time. And then, friends, take a breath. (laughs) And step forward into God's future, knowing that God is already there. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, Lord, we thank you that you give us something besides our circumstances to focus on. Help us, O God, to draw the lessons from this reading from Joshua, to hear you whisper into our own ears to be strong and courageous, to trust your leadership, and to follow you into the future. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.